The following is general advice only and should not be construed as accounting, legal, or any other professional advice. The details of your situation are fact-dependent and you are advised to seek the help of a competent professional. What's up, everyone? Welcome back to another action-packed edition of CPA Reviewed, the official podcast of NLS71.com. As always, I am your humble host, Jeff Elliott, a licensed CPA in the state of Kansas, much to the chagrin of many. Happy Thursday to you. Today is Thursday, May 21st, 2015. On today's show, we are going to jump into the questions. As always, you can watch this on YouTube. You can just do a search on YouTube for another 71 and my smiling face should show up in theory. You can also listen to us on iTunes. Just search for CPA exam. You should see the CPA reviewed podcast and under books, you should see the CPA exam survival guide. It is the number one rated CPA exam related book on iTunes, probably because it's free. <laughs> All right, jumping into the questions. Patty writes in, what are the major regulation exam changes for July 2015 exams? Okay, so for those of you who are not in the know about how the how regulation is tested as far as what tax laws are in play. So basically, whenever a new law comes in, is enacted or is in is effective, the CPA exam tests on it six months later. So basically, the 2015 tax laws were effective as of January 1st. And so from January 1st through June 30th, the CPA exam tested on 2014 tax law. And obviously, there's no exams in June. So, but so from July 1st, 2015 through June 30th, 2016, the CPA exam will test on 2015 tax law. Now, the AICPA, if they had to go in and adjust, adjust all of the exemptions and phase outs and deductions that were subject to every whim of Congress, they would basically spend all of, of their professional lives updating questions in their database, vetting them, making sure that quality control was in place, et cetera, et cetera. It would, their job would, would, would be never ending. So what I believe the AICPA does is there are, there are a few bread and butter deductions that just make sense to know just the regular deductions and exemptions that that basically just get indexed for inflation every year, pretty much. And so basically the standard deduction, the personal exemption for married filing jointly and single, I would know those. Do I think that you should, that you will have to memorize those for exam day? Probably not, but those are just two things that are good to know. I would not memorize head of household or married filing uh, single or married filing separately. I would not know those. But 179, that's the big mystery every year. 
especially when Congress does things like they extend it at the last moment like they did. So for 2014, they extended it and it was after the tax year had already begun. And so that kind of confused CPA exam candidates. And I think it kind of confused some review providers too. But uh, basically the 179 deduction for 2015 is $25,000 with a $200,000 threshold. And another thing that you should know is the estate tax um, deduction or exemption amount is is changing. The gift tax amount stays the same. If you're if you are a ninja, you have all the updates. They are covered. I think for for the estate tax, it's five million four hundred and thirty thousand this year. Uh, the gift tax is fourteen thousand again, and the kitty tax is changing. It was a thousand. You you can deduct a thousand dollars twice. Previously, now it's one thousand fifty dollars. And if you have the ninja notes, that will all make sense. All of that to say, just don't worry too much about the new tax laws. Not very much has changed at all. Just a few tweaks here and there. As always, if you are a ninja, you get the updates for free, which brings me to my next point. Uh, a lot of people are emailing me about the regulation changes and when they will be out. They should be out mid to late June. And when I say mid to late June, I mean late June. <laughs> so there are just a lot of things to update. So, but they will be free and I will send out an, an email as always. I hope that's helpful. That was pretty generic. Uh, the, the main takeaway there is basically know the once know the 179 number know the estate and the gift number and the rest of the stuff is pretty standard it hasn't really changed Hani says how many questions are in the ninja mcq and simulations there are over 6400 multiple choice questions and over 20 over 250 simulations, how that breaks down. Regulation has over 1,800 questions and has 69 simulations. FAR has almost 1,700 questions and 74 simulations. BEC has over 1,300 questions and 26 written communications. And auditing has nearly 1,600 questions and 84 simulations and the, that is all AICPA licensed content. Ryan writes in, I have been taking the CPA exam, CPA exam off and on for about seven years now and have used multiple review courses. I'm getting a 65 to 70 every single time. I am beginning to become discouraged and thinking of throwing in the towel. However, I have a new baby and this has given me motivation to finally get this exam behind me. Do you have any tips for me? Ryan, I was in your shoes once. And if you are, I'm sure that you are like me. It's not, it's not a matter of, of, of intelligence, although some might question my, <laughs> my intelligence from time to time, uh, especially when I, when I have uh, uh, estate sale art in my, in the backdrop of my podcast, but Hey, it was a gift. Um, and it's, it's got texture 
<laughs> I didn't plan on doing that. You never know what you're going to get. So basically, the CPA exam is really boring to study for. And when you get home from work, that's the last thing that you want to do. For me, uh, I worked in public accounting, and the last thing that I wanted to do was study. And so I would come home and do what every responsible adult does and say, hey, honey, and I'd sit down and play Madden. <laughs> well, uh, one, when we had our first couple of kids, that wasn't enough to motivate me. Apparently, child number three was the magic number for me because um, I decided to get my butt in gear. And plus, it helped that my wife said, hey, let's either do this or not. Because basically, my MO was I would not study. I would study for a week prior to the exam, go in, cram, and take a, go in, cram and, and take it and get a 71, hence the site name. And so my, my wife was like, yeah, I'm not really down with that anymore because we are letting you study on the weekends. We are, we are going to family reunions without you. Like, oh, Jeff's studying again. <laughs> People are like, man, that CPA exam must be hard. It's been three years. Like, yeah, yeah, it's a real tough one. <laughs> Either that or my husband has been lazy. So I finally said, hey, I'm not going to be a lazy butt anymore. And I passed all of my exams on the next try. So for me, it was it was a lack of, motiv lack of motivation. I, I wanted to be a CPA, but I didn't really want to be a CPA enough to study. And so once I did, I passed. And so if you are like me and that you found the CPA exam material very boring, um, which proof that God has a sense of humor, I now help people pass full-time for a living. So I deal with the boring material every day. But um, you need to figure out why you want to be a CPA. And it sounds like your your child might be exact exactly what it is <laughs> my camera freaked out for a minute. Um, you need to figure out exactly why you want to be a CPA and and then let that motivate you because studying for the CPA exam is not fun. You need to get up early. You need to study late at... Okay, so that was weird. My, my camera was totally messing up there, for, but I think it's all good now. So basically, you have to figure out why you want to be a CPA. You... You can't throw in the towel because if you throw in the towel, you will always regret it. Because every time someone says, oh, oh, are, are you a CPA? It will just kill you inside. And every time that you apply for a job and you're up against another job candidate that has their CPA designation, it's going to, I mean, it's going to, it's, it will be a hindrance in your professional life. And so, you can't throw in the towel. You just have to basically get mad, get pissed off, and let that anger fuel your work ethic and drive and cause you to make sacrifices. Cut out the Madden, get up early, study at lunch, study late, and and just basically work. And that was my answer, and I think that is going to be your answer too. Tim writes in, so I just got my auditing score back last night and I got a 74 after studying my butt off the past two months. What else can I do to get over the 75 mark to pass? 
Well, Tim, let me welcome you to Club 74. I am a two-time member myself. Uh, I scored back-to-back -back 74s on regulation. Now, I understood the regulation material very well. However, there were a couple of areas that I found extremely boring. And so here's that work ethic thing again. I didn't want to study them. So I hated AMT. And I hated like kind exchanges. <laughs> I'm just like, Ugh. and so I just kind of skipped them. That's a bad idea. And, and so after back-to-back -back 74s on regulation, I thought, hmm, what if I study everything else exactly like I have been, but then I study really hard over AMT and like kind exchanges? And what do you know? I scored a 92. The same thing for you with auditing. I guarantee you there is an area that, that you are weak in um, and, and hopefully you know, you know what it is. I mean, just think, okay, what area of the, of the exam do I hope that they don't ask me too much on? If it's something foundational like, like internal control, well, internal control affects a lot of things. And so if you are weak on internal control, well, that probably wouldn't get you to a 74. But let's say that, that you just didn't study audit sampling very much and, and you are really weak on audit sampling. Go in and hit audit sampling really hard. Do everything that you did, study everything that you did exactly like you did to get that 74. That means if you have the Ninja book, reread the Ninja book. If you don't have the Ninja book and you have another course, watch all of those videos again and take notes again. And yes, you, yes, you have to take notes again. If you, if you retake an exam, you have to do the notes again, because writing things down will cause you to remember the concepts, which is why painting, um, painting your CP review book with pretty fluorescent colors, AKA highlighting, not a good idea. It's not an effective way to learn. Tammy writes in, I'm not the one who has taken the CPA exam. My boyfriend is. Since he is too depressed right now to ask for help, I guess I will be the one to seek help. He has been working very hard over the past two years, but for some reason he hasn't managed to pass BEC. So far he has taken it four times with scores of 63, 72, 68, and 73 as of today. He has been taking a review course alongside Ninja MCQ and has been scoring pretty well and training in the high 80s for Ninja. Before the exam date, he would be doing 100 multiple choice questions and studying about four hours on a daily basis, and on weekends, he would devote up to six hours. I feel like he has been doing everything he can possibly do, but it's just not reflecting on his test score. We are both frustrated, and I am sure he is more upset than anyone else. He doesn't know what else he could have done differently for his fifth BEC exam anything would help. Okay, so this is going to be his fifth BEC exam. Well, Tammy, thank you for writing in. Uh, that is, you are a very nice and sweet girlfriend to, to take the time to write in on his behalf. That's tough because it sounds like his, his work ethic is, is just fine. So 63, 72, 68, 73, 
my guess is from the 63 to 72, he he really did things differently and really hit it hard. From a 72 to 68, my guess is that he he cut some corners in that in that he thought, okay, I am I am good to go on cost accounting, so I don't need to study it as much because obviously I know it. Well, when you go in and take the exam, you are exam ready on that day. Two months later, three months later, you're not. So you have to restudy it. So you got a 68 and then a 73. So what that tells me is that there are, I'm, I'm going to say there are two areas that he is weaker on. So uh, he, has, he has Ninja MCQ and he's trending in the high 80s. So maybe he's scoring in the 90s on a couple of them and in the high 70s on a couple of them, but on one or two sections, I, if I had to guess, he is scoring in the 60s, in the, in the mid 60s on one and the low 70s on another. So for instance, someone just wrote me this week, this exact same scenario, they were trending in the 80s, but they were scoring 90s in one section and mid 60s in another. And I said, and it was financial management and strategic planning. And I said, you really need to hit these areas hard, really, really hard. Because I think on exam day, you're going to score, and this is what I told the individual, you're going to score between a 73 and an 80 on exam day. And uh, this is exactly what your boyfriend scored, 73. And and that 73 to 80 range was based on nothing more than my gut feeling. And so what he needs to do is the areas that he is trending really high in on Ninja MCQ, he needs to continue to hit those. So um, maybe he's scoring in, in the 90s on corporate governance. Well, keep doing 20 question mini Teslets here and there over corporate governance just to keep that at a high level. But if he's if he's scoring in the 60s on financial management and, and uh, strategic planning, he needs to hit those super, super hard. And so that's what I would do. And if he does that, and if he has repeated his study process and his work ethic to, to get to where he was to get the 73, and then he hits, for instance, financial management and strategic planning, whatever his low points are, and hits those really hard, I think he is going to do well this time. Thank you for writing in, Tammy. All right, well, that does it for this edition of CPA Reviewed. That was short and sweet. Came in about 20 minutes. Just perfect for your morning or evening commute, right? So again, you can watch on YouTube or you can download and listen on iTunes. If you want to be on the show, if you have a question, go to another71.com, click in the upper right-hand corner, click Ask Jeff, and your question will likely appear in a future podcast. Or you can go on Facebook. I answer questions on Facebook. Go to facebook.com forward slash another71. And there are 38,000 of you currently who like another71 on Facebook, and I thank you all for that. All right, everyone, thank you for watching and listening. Be good, take care, and I will talk to you soon.